The mission of the New Haven Department of Arts and Culture is to improve the quality of life for residents. By celebrating arts and culture, it strives to be a catalyst for economic development, equitable civic engagement, and spiritual uplift. In addition to their regular duties, the department also oversees the Neighborhood Cultural Vitality Grant Program. The program grew out of a desire to support projects that celebrate, recognize, and bring together the city's diverse neighborhood cultures. Here today to speak with us about these topics and more are Adrian Jefferson and Kim Futrell of the City of New Haven. The Municipal Voice is a Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or member municipal leaders. Adrian, Kim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for Thank having, you for having us. Um, so thanks for taking the time out uh, of your busy schedules to be uh, here with us today. I know you've got a lot going on. In fact, you've got a couple of things coming up. Um, could you tell us a little bit about uh, some of your upcoming events? Yes, we have our second annual Black Wall Street Festival coming mm -hmm. up. Um, we do this. We started last year in partnership okay. with the Breed Entertainment um, wanting to have an event that celebrates and highlights Black entrepreneurs and creative mm -hmm. entrepreneurs in the city um, and wanting to honor and commemorate Black Wall Streets, which were um, prosperous Black business districts. Um, so for us, doing a festival that's around this is really about generating wealth, putting money in the pockets of mm -hmm. New Haven residents, particularly Black um, New Haven residents, um, and being able to celebrate with the community on what this means through entertainment and family activities and um, a party tent mm -hmm. and all different types of things happening. So it's Very this cool. Saturday on the New Haven Green mm -hmm. from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. It is free. There is something free for is everyone to do. Free is really good. Free is Excellent. really good. <laughs> on the New Haven Green. Um, yes. So obviously you both work in the Cultural Affairs Department. Um, and could you tell us a little bit about what it is you do, what the work is you do there, and what you hope to accomplish as a department? Cam, you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Um, I've been with the department um, for about over 20 years now. Okay. And um, a lot of what I do is not only help manage the Neighborhood Cultural Vitality Grant Program, but is help with... Um, public events such as the annual tree lighting that's on the lower green in November, December, help out with um, public art projects. Um, the city is actually the steward of um, the Percent for Art program in New Haven. So um, overseeing that as well as other public projects, art projects that come up. And um, also just do a little bit of everything, quite frankly. <laughs> a jewel and, of uh, all trades. That is very yeah. true. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> and Adrian, how about, how about you? What do you do? Um, so, so first I'll say I take orders from Kim. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kim has been with the department obviously for a really long time. Um, and she's really a gem to this department. Um, mm -hmm. I um, have been able to come in and humbly lead this department over the last almost four years um, as the Director of Cultural Affairs. And our focus really has been on um, cultural equity 
and reshaping the department in a way in which we are connecting more to community and we're making sure our services are widely known and that we are expanding the reach of everyone um, who has access to us, right? So a lot of uh, the programs, some of which the programs are, are programs Kim does and some of which are very new programs mm-hmm. and initiatives um, aimed towards that, really looking at workforce development, professional development and professional growth for artists and arts organizations, um, helping to market and promote as much as we can around uh, cultural tourism, equitable mm-hmm. cultural tourism and increasing cultural diversity and getting people to this city. Um, and really just being able to market the amazing things that are already happening here, but haven't had a platform, right? So the work is encompassed under that umbrella. And, and really I oversee the department and also because our team is so small, I do a lot of the on the ground work as well um, that require, you know, events like Black Wall Street, right? Yeah. Wow, that's great. And so four years now, you, you've had an interesting four years, I can imagine. Uh, coming it's been to, very interesting. To take over a new department, <laughs> especially working in uh, city government. So New Haven's culture is obviously an important aspect of its personality. Um, why are the arts so important to the city? Um, I, in my mind, the arts is really um, almost like the soul of the city. It's um, expression, self-expression. Um, combines to create an overall culture. Um, and I think it's a great entry point. Um, all of us have a little bit of artist in us, whether mm-hmm. we recognize it or not. I, I think it's a level, can be a level playing field if everybody is open and willing to kind of come together. Um, and I, I think New Haven with its many kind of historical institutions and um, a lot of fantastic work that is going on in each of our neighborhoods um, is just a great place to celebrate all it is, different cultures, different art forms and so forth. Yeah, it's great. And in a lot of ways, it seems like that is New Haven's kind of cachet in the state. You know, all cities have their things and New Haven is sort of the cultural capital in a lot of ways. That's right, we are. And some will argue that, but I don't know how you argue that. We we are absolutely <laughs> the cultural capital. We are a melting pot, as Kim already highlighted, of so much diversity and different cultures that are already here. I mean, there's just some of everything. And I think a part of our job and is really to promote that and to mm-hmm. give a platform for that and give a platform for artists who typically may not have had a platform in the past because we are the cultural capital. We, I feel like we have the obligation to, to set that tone for the yeah. rest of the state. You said that it's important that the programs tie into the city's cultural equity plan. Uh, New Haven is a diverse place, a melting pot, as you said. Um, why is that important in the arts community? Mm. There is a number of different reasons that that is important. I think, mm. um, first of all, we have to acknowledge that a lot of times people feel like the arts is this like super liberal thing and that everyone has access to it. The arts can almost like do no wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just not true for people who have been in the arts community for a very long time. There are a number of different inequities that exist that prevent people from being able to have access to the arts, whether they're Mm -hmm. participating, whether they are actively involved as an administrator or as an artist, this is something that shows up on the scene for for years, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think first we have to understand like that piece. 
I believe that if the arts can get it right, they can they can have a seat at the table around issues of social justice, around issues of health equity and transportation and things that make people's lives thrive. And so mm -hmm. the arts is no different to me than those type of things. And so that's why I believe it's it's, it's really important um, for the arts to be able to reach reach everyone. One way that the arts can reach everyone, obviously, and one reason we wanted to talk to you today was the uh, Neighborhood Cultural Vitality Grant Program that you oversee. It's a longstanding kind of supporter of the arts in New Haven. Um, it's been around since 2000, I believe, uh, when it was known as the Mayor's Community Art Grant. Um, and according to the Arts Council, it's given out anywhere between 25,000 and 187,000 uh, to organizations and individual artists over the years. Um, can you tell us a bit about the program and uh, how it's grown over the years. The Neighborhood Cultural Vitality Grant Program, as you mentioned, um, has been around for several years. And throughout the years, mostly depending on the amount of funding available, we've mm -hmm. been able to give out you know, a range of grants to mm -hmm. our local arts organizations and individual artists. And one thing that's unique about our program is um, you do not have to be a not a formal nonprofit. In mm -hmm. other words, um, community groups or a group of individuals um, or an individual artist can mm -hmm. apply to our program to do um, to get support for their either existing program or to try out um, a new program idea that mm -hmm. they've had. We have different. Um, entry points, so to speak. So um, if someone is has an idea, but they haven't had a chance to really um, fully flesh it out, mm -hmm. uh, there's an entry point for them as well to come in and um, have an opportunity to see if they can push their idea or event to the next level. Um, we also have um, space for um, more of your um, long-standing organizations mm -hmm. or events, um, let's say the International Festival or a jazz festival or something like that, yeah. they are also um, have the opportunity to come into our program and apply. And uh, one of the only restrictions we really have is that it serves the citizens of New Haven and, um, and you can be doing work within the city, but you mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to be a resident as long as it's benefiting the residents of the city. Great. Um, you mentioned that it kind of varies year to year depending on funding. Where does the funding for the program come from? The funding um, for the program historically has come out of the allotment um, mm -hmm. from the department that we received from the Board of Alders. So it's part of the budget year to year yes. that can, can change. Okay. Um, so the recipients can range from, you know, obvious big ones like uh, you said, Arts and Ideas, Eli Contemporary Center, uh, Elm Shakespeare, things like that, and all the way down to individual artists. How do they apply and how do they get chosen? How can certain projects stand out? We have a application process uh, typically every year, mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of during COVID, um, there was a little bit of a delay. Okay. Um, but it varies. Um, this year, it will likely, opportunities will come up again later this fall. Mm -hmm. And um, what we tend to do is we will offer a little bit of grant writing training on the front end. Mm -hmm. um, we have an online application system now. So individuals can go online and register through our online portal. And um, each application 
mm -hmm. once it's submitted by the deadline is reviewed by a panel of peers, which includes, you know, can include members of our cultural affairs commission, as well as other local artists or um, individuals interested in the arts. And they will review each application. And then we have a panel meeting in which each application is discussed. Very cool. Um, and you mentioned that you kind of help with the grant writing. There's some ahead of time. Is that kind of part of some of the equity efforts to make sure that everyone has equal access to even apply for the grants? I would say so. Um, definitely. We've also noticed or noted over the years that um, there tends to be um, the more established organizations who have the ability to have development directors and you know yeah. professional grants writers there's a little there's definitely tends to be an inequity between how those applications are prepared so we offer free grant training and last year we offered um it was online and it's still available for people mm -hmm. to take a look at and basically um this particular program leads you from your initial idea all the way up to writing the full grant. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's a wonderful resource that I would urge people. So to that's, that's free and it wouldn't just teach you how to apply for these grants. It, it would help you learn how to apply for just grants for, in general. For any grants, right. That's very cool. What was one of your favorite pitches from the last kind of round last year? What stood out? I'm not sure I have a favorite, but yeah. I would say we had um, a lot of variety. So ranging mm -hmm. from public art murals, community murals, to um, theatrical programs with youth, to um, the annual Shakespeare um, and Edgerton Park, to um, performances with yeah. youth. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to choose. There's so many great There's So programs. many. They're all good. I yeah. think one that kind of stood out to us when we were looking at some of the, the different organizations was um, City Seed. How do you, uh, how broad is your definition of arts and its uses? How, do, how does City Seed and some of its projects fit into what you do? Well, I would say in the case of City Seed, particularly this past mm -hmm. year, um, they came to us seeking to have some support to bring um, music and entertainment to each oh, of okay. their farmer's markets. So I, um, I tend to think cultural is broad in some mm -hmm. sense and can include, you know, culinary arts and um, other things like that. Um, but I would say on average, um, there is, tends to be a little bit of an arts element, some supporting of um, the creative, um, the a creative idea, idea of the arts, yeah. Creative program, yeah. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. I agree with Kim's definition of culture mm -hmm. um, because, you know, for us trying to broaden, first of all, the arts is changing. What used to be known as the arts, you know, traditional arts, it has, it has been expanding to like new arts and new types of genres that weren't recognized before. And I think with something such as us being so centralized on cultural equity and how it intersects with other type of industries, such as, you know, agriculture or mm -hmm. food is, is a really important thing to support. And of course, yeah. these things aren't far left, right? They're very much connected to community um, mm -hmm. and very much connected to culture. And sometimes people forget we are 
Department of Cultural Affairs with arts, culture, and tourism, right? Mm. And so that means that we have a variety of different needs that we meet. Yeah. For someone who's maybe not as focused on the arts and they look at something like this, um, do these programs benefit uh, the city, you know, economically? You know, do they bring money into the city? 1,000%. Um, you know, so we have... Matter of fact, and I don't know that all of these have been funded necessarily through the Neighborhood Vitality Grant Program mm -hmm. just yet, um, although Kim has made um, immense efforts to get new people applying. Mm -hmm. And I think last year, um, and Kim, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe um, there was definitely an uptick in how many people who were new that applied compared to, to ever before, right? Yeah. So um, with that said, there are other people outside of this grant program who we are supporting through ARPA funds and through other means mm. who are doing a lot of events that are drawing people to the city, right? So we have the, the Puerto Rican festival that just happened that we supported. We have, of course, Black Wall Street mm -hmm. Festival that is ours, but also is done through our partners. We have mm. the wind down CT that's doing like sip cinemas and and bringing people from all over the state and outside of the state here. Right. And what's so interesting about that is this is like it's tourism. It increases mm -hmm. foot traffic. People come here. They eat in our restaurants. They're sleeping in our hotels. Right. Yeah. And it's it, what's interesting about it, though, is that it's an audience that is diverse. So mm -hmm. this is why we call it uh, equitable cultural tourism, meaning that. You know, you're not losing money because you're being diverse. You're actually yeah. increasing money because you're being diverse. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've heard in the last few years about people, you know, increasingly working from home. And so bigger cities, I think more so, are ending up with these empty office spaces. And they're increasingly turning to culture and the arts as draws to get people to come into the city centers. It's really interesting That's right. Stuff. And I think um, we see what happens when when you don't have art, when you don't have culture. We've seen that during the pandemic when everything, you know, just kind of shut down. Right. Yeah. And so I think people are eager to get out. They're eager to be back around into things that are a little bit more normal. Yeah. Uh, Kim, uh, Adrian mentioned the uptick and that you got over 60 applicants, I believe, for, you know, a limited pool of money. Is it hard to say no to some of these? Uh, I would say definitely. Yeah. It's always a challenge. I mean, I, I think we see so many good ideas and um, things that you want to support, but, you know, due to the amount of just simply the amount of funding that we have available, just not able to financially support everyone at that mm -hmm. time, especially through our Neighborhood Cultural Vitality Grants Program. Yeah. Um, and do you envision a time in the future when all of those could be fully funded, or is that, that always going to be kind of the the struggle is deciding how to split up with what there is in a world where we could get our wish um mm -hmm. we would definitely be able to fund everything um i i think there will potentially always be the challenge of funding um great ideas at the levels mm -hmm. in which they would like to receive funding um yeah. but just based on what we have available that's just not always possible for us um, and it would be fantastic if, yeah. um, you know, at some point as a city, um, we would be able to increase the amount that uh, we were able to distribute and um, potentially have additional partners and not only, you know, fund the grants program, but many other initiatives that, you know, we would love to see happen. Yeah. Adrian, how important are partners to a lot of these programs? 
Oh, extremely important. I, I don't think we would be able to do half the things that we do do without partnerships, because mm -hmm. as Kim alluded to, you know, our, our allocation is actually pretty small, um, mm -hmm. you know, for the, for it to be a city department and actually majority of our budget or, or you know, a good amount goes to the neighborhood vitality grant program. Mm -hmm. um, it is one of our pillar programs that we do each year. And so um, in order for us to be able to scale and offer more services, such as the grant writing uh, program that Kim has now attached to her neighborhood vitality grant program, we have to do it in partnership with organizations, mm -hmm. entities, businesses, and um, individuals to get it done. And also to like spread the word, you know, yeah. like to get the information out there. So we tend to partner with a lot of local influencers to spread the information into the neighborhoods in which, you know, this program is designed for in the first place. Great. What do you think about the future of the arts in New Haven? Is there room for growth? There's always room for growth. I, I think there's, um, I would say, previous generations are starting to, you know, move on and take up other spaces. Um, we definitely have um, new generations and new energy um, coming forward, which I think is fantastic. And mm -hmm. um, I think they'll be coming and already have shown just new ways of thinking, new um, new perspectives, new thoughts that I think is going to be very beneficial to the arts. And so you're optimistic about the future? Oh, definitely. Adrian, are, are you feeling optimistic yeah. about the future of the arts in New Haven? Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I am. And I agree with Kim. I actually think she was she was spot on. I couldn't have said it better. I think just to build on that, what we would like to see is that being sustained. Like as transformation is happening, as change is happening, we want it to be embraced and we want it to be embraced by the patrons, by people who are, you know, um, who are the stakeholders. We want it to be, you know, understood. We want people to feel like we're calling them into to the work, calling them into this new transformation of arts and this change mm -hmm. that's happening. And again, we want to be able to sustain it. But I don't feel like impact can happen if you can't sustain it. If it's just a one-off and it's just yeah. for a year, it has to be something that's like robust and that's happening, you know, for years and years to come. Ongoing. Well, I know you're both very busy, so I'm not going to hold you much longer. But before I let you go, one more time, could you tell us some of the great things that are coming up culturally in New Haven? And then can I plug, I forgot oh, to yeah. mention, yeah. we're always looking for and individuals are interested in reviewing our applications when the time comes. Okay. Um, so people can sign up to be a panelist on our website, as well as access to the free grant writing course is also available on our website. And that was done in conjunction with Carnelian Inc. And, Alice and the website is part of the city's website? Yes, part of the city website, newhavenct.gov backslash arts. There you go. And Adrian? Yeah, we have, you asked what's coming up. We have a few things, right? So we have, of course, Black Wall Street is this mm -hmm. weekend. We have the Entrepreneur Party that's this weekend. We have Change in the Air Festival that's going to be in Change October. In the air. Okay. okay. We have uh, Taste in New Haven, I believe that's in September, Taste of New Haven happening. In, conjunct with, in conjunction with the New Haven cycling race. Oh, oh, that's cool. And then also Elm Shakespeare is doing their Shakespeare in the park, I believe, starting this weekend, Cam. The 17th yeah. is the first show. So this week, yes. Always a classic. Um, but you did mention one that I don't know. I'm a resident of New Haven myself. Uh, what's the change in the air? What, what was that one? 
Oh, so Change in the Air Festival is being ran by Jamal. His last name is escaping me. But he started a festival two years ago in order mm-hmm. to um, be able to bring awareness to the brewery industry for oh. black and brown um business owners or entrepreneurs who want to get into that field. Mm -hmm. But what's so interesting about what he does is he merges it with arts and culture. So it literally is like this mixer type event with vendors and entertainment and artists and live visual art paintings and like just kind of this this artist experience mixed in with the brewery industry. Um, All of the funds that are raised from the festival go to the foundation that then helps to support those who are wanting to get into the industry mm. but can't afford to do it. So it's it's just a really great initiative. It's growing um, yeah. every year. And this year is expected to be like thousands of people coming out. That's very cool. Yeah, I think you picture brewing your head, you picture some guy with a flannel shirt and like a big bushy beard. Right. And like that's, that's not <laughs> the reality necessarily. And today, I'm sure there are, but there's plenty of other people that want to do it too. Kim, Adrian, thanks so much for speaking with us today. We really appreciate it for you know taking the time out of your busy day and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much us. for having us. We'd like to thank our guests, Adrian Jefferson and Kim Futrell of the City of New Haven. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. Learn more at gatewayct.edu and housatonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Christopher Gilson is our producer. Harry draws on the boards, and I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like, and watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page.